Well, great. We got the recording started. So um, for those of you uh, new today, um, what we'll do, I'll tell you at the end of the uh, teleseminar how you can connect to the recording um, of uh, this teleseminar and download other teleseminars I've done in the past. Um, I just love our, our teleseminars, and it's set up to where I'm going to share some on today's topic for a, a little while, and then I'm going to check in to see if anybody anybody here on the call would like to share anything about the topic or if they have had any questions in general or, or anything they'd like to share about their insights into the principles. Well, today I wanted to talk about what we call separate realities and how uh, an understanding of separate realities can really help uh, relationships um, really find the well-being and happiness that is there naturally. Now, I, I want to make clear that um, for those of you on the call today who are, are sharing the principles with clients and so forth, that separate realities is is not the principles. It's an idea about how the principles play out. Uh, and this is important because as a teacher of the principles, you want to keep pointing people to the spiritual nature of the principles and be careful how um, you um, talk about concepts or ideas about the principles so that people uh, aren't working on the concepts but are continuing to reflect about the principles. But if you listen to Sidney Banks um, or read Sidney Banks, he will say that um, everybody is creating separate realities. So I thought we would talk about what that means, uh, at least to me, how that means to me. And in my work over the last 33 years with the principles, particularly with couples, how it helps with relationships finding their uh, happiness and well-being. So let's start with the understanding so again, you know, my take on what Sidney Banks says is that he says that every human being is really doing the same thing in life. They're using their connection to the principles to create a reality they live in moment to moment. And so what that means is if you're, you know, in a, having an experience of life where there's sadness or joy or annoyance or bother or gratitude or generosity. That's what I think he means by a reality you're living in in the moment. All of us, all of our, all living beings are using the principles to create their particular experience of, of life moment to moment. But he also says, so we're all the same that way. Uh, but he also says that everybody is exercising their free will to create their own individual reality. So what I've taken from all of that is, you know, we're all connected to the principles. We're all the same in that uh, everyone is creating their experience of life through the principles, but everybody is really creating a different reality than anybody else, no matter what the life circumstances are. So no matter what the life issues or circumstances you're facing, although we're using the principles the same way, we, we really are creating different experiences of the same circumstance. 
So that's the understanding that's going to help relationships, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But what does it mean? Well, I'll give you a story. My um, wife and I went out with a group of, fr- group of friends to uh, watch uh, that um, Groundhog Day uh, movie. Um, and um, this was years ago when it first came out. And uh, so we, it was about eight of us watching the movie. And uh, at the end, I turned to my wife and we both thought, oh, man, this was a warm-hearted movie. So we, you know, we turned to our friends and said, oh, man, this is a warm-hearted movie. And, and one couple saying, oh, man, it was lousy. I didn't like it at all. Another couple saying, well, you know, Bill Murray's pretty manipulative in that movie, you know. So that's separate realities. Everybody's looking at the same movie, but they have a different experience of it. And that's separate reality. Uh, everybody's using thought to be affected by the movie, to have an experience of the movie, but they're all using their own free will to look at it the way they they look at it. So everybody's looking at the same thing, but they're coming away with different experiences. So that's the idea. That's what it means to me. And that's the understanding you want to have in relationships because when, when you look at relationships, and today I'm going to talk about love relationships, uh, but you can look at any of your relationships, your relationship with friends or colleagues or uh, relatives, um, co-workers. The, the principle holds. But in a love relationship, um, the understanding of separate realities helps couples transcend conflicts and, get, and, and have a deeper connection to one another. Because you see in, in a relationship, um people uh people will see so many things differently from one another you know there's a there's a popular understanding that if you if you find someone that's compatible with you you'll you you increase the chance of having a successful relationship but it has nothing to do with compatibility because if you went into the heads of each individual uh, person in that relationship, you would see that they look, they're looking at things differently from each other all day long. So, you know, a couple gets up in the morning and just looking at breakfast, you could see that they may both want breakfast. Sometimes they don't, you know. One person just wanting a cup of coffee. But uh, even if they both will, will have, uh, you know, will think about having a breakfast, they'll, they'll have different breakfasts. One will uh, want a vegan breakfast. Another person wants bacon and eggs. Uh, we, I brought this up in uh, the Innate Health Conference uh, this year in Tacoon, and I was um, presenting with um, a co-presenter, uh, Shaw, who's a rabbi who puts on the Innate Health Conference, and he and I were presenting. He's a he's a an Orthodox Jewish rabbi. So when I brought up the example of breakfast, uh, you know, between a couple, one person wanting bacon and eggs, he says, "Well, you know, Mark, that's no conflict for me and my wife. We don't eat bacon, you know." So it was a it was a funny thing. But my point is, you look at anything around. Uh, the the day with a couple, and you see separate realities all day long. You you see that couples are looking at life situations differently. 
going to the movies, you know, people, they want to go to a movie. One wants an action movie, another wants a romantic movie, you know, and even with more what look like major life issues like finances or having children or how to raise children and things like that, people will have a separate reality about it. Now, here's the understanding that's helpful. We'll talk a little bit about about this. What I have seen is that when conflicts arise in a relationship, and today, again, we're just focusing on a love relationship, but this is like any relationship. Usually, a, a, a good percentage of it is because people get into thinking that their reality is the right way to go. And then, of course, what follows is that the other person's reality or their way of going about the life issue is wrong. Uh, so you get judgmental. Partners get judgmental about the separate reality, the way their partner thinks about uh, approaching or solving that life issue. And it usually gets into who's got the right way. Now, just think about it. If somebody tells you that your way about going about a particular life issue is wrong, what happens inside of you? Usually people get defensive or they get um, hurt feelings or they take offense. And then they get go back and tell the other person how wrong, how wrong their reality is. So once a couple gets into talking to one another about a life issue in that way, they're going to head for a conflict. There'll be an argument or something about, about it moving into a negative place because once people get into thinking or, uh, that, the, uh, that their way is the right way and the other person's way is the wrong way, both people start to get into a defensive mode, try to justify, prove the other person wrong, and it just becomes a downward spiral. So I've seen over the years... Uh, and even in reflecting about it in my marriage, when, you know, I get into a place of how my reality is right, it doesn't go well. Usually you start to have, you get into fault finding about the other person's way, and they don't feel good about that. So, really briefly, um, that's where conflicts originate. That's where they come from, I think. Uh, either on a micro level within a relationship or on a macro level, a relationship between two countries. Anyhow, um, so what's the understanding that helps and how does it help? Again, we come back to the understanding that Sidney Banks shares with us that every person in a relationship is using the principles in the same way but because of their free will or because of their learning history, you know, from the day we're born, we're influenced about how we should think about things, what we would prefer, our belief system and opinions. And because of that, we create different realities about a life issue. So no wonder um, people in a relationship will see things differently from one another, just a natural course of things in terms of how the principles play out in our learning history. 
Now, if couples understand that, it protects them from going into who's got the right way. It protects them from fault-finding about the other person's way or thinking the other person's way is wrong. Usually what I find is if couples have that understanding for each other, they have compassion and generosity. They try to help out and work. They kind of work, try to work together. And sometimes quite naturally, um, they're willing to follow one way rather than their way, or they come up with a whole totally new way. So let's look at a, an example of that. So let's say um, when uh, this particular couple gets caught up in some difficulty, one person yet gets really quiet and just goes, sits down and wants to be by themselves, and the other person wants to talk it out. So one person has been raised in this belief that you don't go to bed angry, so you got to talk it out and get a better feeling. And another person was raised in a family where, you know, you just kind of work it out yourself maybe. So there you go. There's, there's separate realities playing out. One person gets quiet. Another person wants to talk about it. And they could easily get into an argument about, uh, what's wrong with the other person that they're going about it that way. But uh, if they have an understanding that that's just the way that that person has learned to go about it, it helps them. It helps them. They don't take it personally that one person kind of withdrew from them. It looks like they withdrew from them and went into another room to sit down and got quiet. And the other person won't take it personally if the other if their partner's asking them to to talk about it or to try to find a way to solve it and talk about it together. So that's the under that's where the understanding comes into play. And I've seen that help with every issue that can happen that a relationship can be confronted with. If you understand that your partner has just learned to look at life through thought in a particular way. And that's why they're going about that situation in that particular way. It helps. It helps. It helps you get into a feeling of understanding. And that's what you need in order to work together as a couple. You need a feeling of understanding. And understanding separate reality gives you that feeling. It allows you to move to have compassion for the other person or generosity. Okay, so what if you get understanding? Well, then how do you get to where you could work it out together? Do you kind of uh, try to brainstorm solutions? Do you wait till there's a good time? What do you do? Well, here's me. This is my this is what's come to me from my understanding. So now we're quite a distance from understanding the principles. We're looking at Mark Howard's understanding of what might help. But I've seen it be very helpful from, from, for many, many couples. Where you want to get to um, with understanding about separate reality so that you can transcend a problem level situation or you can find solution together to take care of a life situation. 
is you want to have a deep feeling of connection to one another. So the understanding gives you a feeling of compassion or generosity. It gives you a nice feeling. But there's a way to get a feeling of connection with the two of you that deepens the the feeling that you're connected and and that feeling of love. And I call that listening. And what I mean by that piece is that if you um, have an understanding that your partner is going about an issue of finances or whether to have children or how to raise the children, from their learned way of going about it, their separate reality, you could try to listen to that and learn about it. You could try to see, uh, gain curiosity about your partner's way. For example, you could start to wonder about where it came from. How do they see it that way? Um, how has that been helpful to them? So if you get your own way out of the picture and you get curious, that's what I call listening, to how that came to be as a separate reality for your partner. At some point along the way of listening to that, you will see their humanness. You will see something like, oh my God, I see now. I see now. It makes sense to me why you would think about going about it that way. You will get there. And when you get there, you will be connected deeply. And your partner will feel that connection. And both of you will get to a deeper feeling of love and understanding for each other. So let me give you a story of that. I had a couple that actually played out like um, this, you know, quiet, we need to talk about it scenario. And they would really argue about that, 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 you know, both people were hurt that they weren't getting understanding for that. You know, the, the, the wife in this situation needed space. The husband didn't feel like they, he was being understood, that you, you don't want to go to bed angry or upset or, or having difficulty. So uh, we talked about this uh, several weeks of separate realities, of how you've just learned to look at the situation that way. And how to be curious. And um, and so um, they came back. This was about three weeks of, of us just kind of exploring this together, talking about it together, the, the two of them getting a feeling for it. And they came back and told me that they had solved their problem. And I said, and they were feeling just uh, elated about that. And so I said, well, tell me how, what happened. So the husband kind of said, well, you know, I, 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 I got what you meant by listening. So I went up to, uh, it's a false name. I went up to um, Sally and I asked, I wanted to just get curious about her way. And I said, I said to her, you know how Dr. Howard said we should get curious about her way. I wanted to get curious about your way on this issue and what you do and I want to know more about it I'm not going to judge it and so then she, he said that Sally said okay and he could feel like she was okay with her so he says well tell me 
well, why do you get so quiet? Why do you need that space? And she said, well, I don't know. He says, okay, well, you know, let's think about it. Can we talk more about it? And she said, sure. He says, well, um, I know you're not quiet at other times. She said, yeah. And he says, I know when I go over your family's house for dinner, um, they're not quiet people. They, they don't kind of, you know, I've seen your sister and brother and they get disturbed about things and they talk. They don't really need to get some space, but you do, you know, she says, you know, that's true. Um, I, I know. I, I really see that I'm a little different that way. So you could see how the, they, you know, and so um, the husband was telling me it was just a great feeling as we went through this, that we weren't getting judgmental. No one was getting defensive. It, it just felt like we were trying to discover something. See, that's the feeling of it. They were both on board to see it through. All of a sudden, uh, it dawned on the wife that at some earlier in her life, in her childhood, she got really sick and had to be bedridden for a month. And and during that time, not many people visited her. And she remembered, this is during the conversation with her husband, she remembered that she thought, if I'm going to get through this, I've got to handle this myself. Because even though my mother's been good to me and all, I, I, I am spending a lot of time alone here. And if I'm going to get through this feeling for, for being in this bed and being like, this. It didn't really come to her this way. But she said, I just really realized that I've got to think it through myself. That's what came to her. Think it through myself. Her husband, the husband, told me that when he heard that, he said, oh my God, now I understand. I don't think your way, but I see if I was up against something, I wish this is what he said to her. I wish I could see it the same way you did. Now I understand. And he felt deeply connected to her. So he saw her humanness. That's what I mean by humanness. She saw that he saw that she was up against something and she had to find a way to deal with it and she found a way. Now he felt deeply connected to her and she felt the same way she said. And then the next thing was she felt generosity. She told me and she told me that at the time she felt that connection from him, that under deep understanding for her from him, she felt generous and she said, You know what? Let's just do this your way. I love you. I feel really deeply connected to you. Let's just do this your way. Well he guess what he said, Well no, I'm feeling the same way. Why don't we do it your way? You know? And she said, no, let's do it your way. And it's like, kind of like that joke, you know, that kind of plays out sometimes in uh, comedy shows where they say, no, 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 let's thank you. No, 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 well, thank you. Well, no, 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 thank you. It's that deep feeling of generosity. Well, in that, the problem was no longer a problem. And they easily found ways to work it out together in a nice feeling. Okay, so... Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because to move from the level of conflict where your reality, your separate reality is the right one and your partner's a wrong one, the wrong one, seeing that with understanding and then going deeper with 
trying to understand it deeper through wondering about it, being curious about it, moves you to the feeling that you are both a part of. It moves you to wisdom, or you're able to hear it more. It moves you to the feeling of mind, I guess. I'm just thinking. And in that, you get the wherewithal to work it out together. So that's where the understanding of separate realities has carried me in my life. I lived that uh, over the years and I and also in helping relationships find that understanding. Because there's no way you can intellectually get to a solution that will be as deep as one that comes from pure love and understanding, that feeling of really seeing the humanness of each other. Okay, so that's separate reality. I wanted to point out one more thing about separate reality before I check in with everyone and then see if you have anything you'd like to share or any questions you have. I was listening to Sidney Banks as I was, again, prepping for the teleseminar. And I really encourage all of you to go to Sidney Banks. Keep coming back to Sidney Banks because he really is going to, that he, he's really speaking from a deep place of, of uh, the spiritual nature of us. And he will wake that up within you. But anyhow, I was listening to him, and I heard another take of, of separate reality. So, here's what I heard. You're going along in life, living at your level of your, of, of your uh, understanding, and so that's creating your separate reality. When you get another level of understanding of the principles, you lift to another level of consciousness, and now you're living in a separate reality, a new separate reality, a new reality separate from the reality you were living in. And every uh, level of consciousness that you lift, you're in another, you're in a separate reality. So I, when I heard that, I saw that happen with me. So back in 1983, um, I was kind of um, uh, an angry person. I wasn't like physically fighting people, but I was arguing with people. I was debating people. I took offense. Um, so, you know, when I was in a clinic meeting and somebody shared some theory that I didn't agree with, I would debate them. Well, um, again, you know, I woke up to the fact that I didn't want to be this way anymore, and that's what set me out, and uh, luckily I found Sydney Banks, you know. And when I went to that first seminar and I shared the insight I've had in all of my videos and so forth, but once I had that insight into how thought creates uh, feeling, my consciousness lifted. It's all one, but it's just a way of explaining it. And I was living in a separate reality. I was. I didn't really think about that. I just was. I had a different feeling in me. 
Uh, and here's an example of living in that separate reality. When I uh, came back to the clinic and was working my first week, with this insight, we had a staff meeting. And one of my colleagues started to explain their their theory. And I didn't get, I didn't want to debate it. What came to me was this. I, I just saw that, you know what, Mark, they're just trying to help people just like you. They they just want to help their, their patients. And this is the way they're going about it. And... Um, I just had a nice understanding for them. See their separate reality? I didn't see it as separate reality, but see, I had an understanding of their separate reality. But you see, I was living in a separate reality. See, I was living in a new reality, a reality with more understanding rather than righteousness, huh? Rather than um, taking offense. So that's the beauty of uh, another way of looking at separate reality. You live in separate realities as your level of consciousness increases with more insights into the principle. Uh, so uh, that's another way of looking at separate reality. The more understanding you have of the principles, the more you're, you get new thought. That's the new way of talking about it. You know, it's been out... In the last couple of years, I hear in the principles community, you get new thought. Well, you're living in a new reality. You're living at a higher level of consciousness. It's funny that um, what, what also came to me as I realized that story about how I was at my clinic, six months of my um, continuing to go to Sydney Bank seminars and, and understanding more, as I mentioned in some of my uh, videos, one of my colleagues came up to me and said, Mark, you're a different person. See, I'm living in a separate reality huh? than I was. And uh, I'm living with more understanding. So anyhow, she said, I've been watching you and you're different. And I want to know, you haven't changed, you haven't gone back to your old way. What, are you, what have you learned? See, so again, you're living in a separate reality, a new reality, because your level of consciousness has risen. So different ways of talking about wisdom coming to you as an insight that lifts your level of consciousness. All of it works together. Your level lifts just as you have a new thought, just as you get an insight, just as wisdom comes to you. Well, you know, the other thing that happened with that is, um, you know, this colleague of mine started to meet and talk about the principles. And then all of a sudden, for two years, eight other colleagues, we all met together. Well, anyhow, I just wanted to share with you this other thing I heard about separate realities. And I hope, um, I hope you know, it was all helpful to you today. And uh, I want to stop here just so I could hear from you. Again, you know, the purpose of the teleseminars is kind of like a town hall meeting where uh, we get to talk together uh, about uh, these principles and how they play out in different ways in our lives. So if you'd like to share something or you have a question, what you need to do is hit star two on your phone. And I will uh, see that here on my panel, 
and then invite you to share. Really, I would love to hear from anybody in terms of um, if today's uh, talk made sense. Do you have any questions? What thoughts are you getting? So just need to hear. So I've got somebody. Let's see. Is this Lynn? Yes, Lynn McCry. I'm so glad that you mentioned. Hi. I'm so glad that you mentioned working with colleagues because I think that's uh, where so many of us find we spend our days. And it's it's always um, good to have new insight around working with others. And I think your example was particularly appropriate today. So I just want to thank you for that. Oh, Lynn, you're welcome. You know, um, that's a beautiful thing uh, to share because, yeah, you know, that really uh, was a, I was just so blessed to see, I feel so grateful to have seen that, you know. Um, And again, it wasn't like um, I was working at anything to see my colleagues in a better light. That's the thing about the principles is that as you gain some insight into them, um, things you start things start to occur to you and so being in that staff meeting and um it just occurred to me but it occurred to me at a deep level of understanding that you know my colleagues are doing the best they can they want to help and um this is just the way they think about helping and then then you know what followed from that Lynn was um well, who am I to tell them they got the wrong way or or even look at it that way, you know? So I really felt closer to my colleagues. And actually, they didn't change at all. It was me that changed. You see that? That's really important. That's a valuable piece, too. Um, It wasn't that I didn't get um, thoughts about them, but, you know, I, I did have a habit, but it didn't uh, uh, do anything. I mean, like, it, it didn't last. And this new understanding for them is where I, I lived. I lived most of my time with my colleagues and still do. And it's it's more closer to the truth of things, you know. So I'm glad that that was helpful to you, Lynn. Well, and especially that you prefaced all of this by saying that, that separate realities are not the principles. Um, some people refer to them as um, um, implications, and I just I just thank you for framing it in that way, so that we can, um, you know, always keep our sights on the principles, and yet function with some of the implications that we see through them. Thanks. Oh, Lynn, that's really nice too. Um... Uh, and, and that's so important now. It really is important um, in the sense of how impactful you are in sharing the principles because um, uh, I think I've shared it at times, you know, when I went to uh, share the principles to a group of psychologists and, and I asked Sid, for help with that, he said, remember to tell them it's spiritual. So now he, now this conversation was eight years ago, and I've been reflecting on it more and more and more. And 
I think, you know, it's coming to where what what Lynn just shared with us and what I shared at the beginning that we, all of us get insights that become our ideas about the principles, like separate realities is um, is kind of how the principles might play out. It's a concept. It's an idea. And uh, But you don't want people to get your idea or the concept. You want them to get the principles. They, you, you want them to have insights into the principles. So if you're going to talk with them about uh, implications or how the principles play out, or a concept, uh, an idea. See, that's a form. Separate realities is a form. Principles are formless. You can't uh, describe the principles. You can't describe spiritual energy. So we do our best. Separate realities is a way that we do our best. But if you as a teacher of the principles know that really, ultimately, you want to point them to the spiritual essence, their true nature, and you're doing it through a concept, that will help. You don't want to leave them trying to work the concept because they change. But it's a nice way to talk about the principles to help people get a deeper understanding of them because... Really, if you can't describe the spiritual, you have to say something. <laughs> you know, you you got to say something. But if you could help yourself know that ultimately with um, whatever your practice is, when you're sharing the principles that, you know, you're going to use a concept, but you want to help your clients know not to stay there, that that isn't the end result, then you're you're going to be impactful. Anybody else? Oh, thank you again. Oh, you're welcome, Lynn. Uh, oh, I just muted myself. Who else would like to share um, or have a question? Really, anything. Uh, we can cover anything about the principles. Uh, you need to press star two. We have a lot of people on the call today. It'd be great to hear from you. I really just want us to learn from one another and um, hearing what what's what you've seen this month was something you could share as well. Here's someone. Hello. This is someone. Hello. Hi, it's Eric. Oh, hi, Eric. Hi. How are you? Good. How's it going? Oh, uh, uh, great in general. Uh, uh, I've had some wonderful insights, but it, I've embarked on the adventure of a new, uh, quote unquote relationship. And, um, <laughs> I'm in a very steep learning curve. Let me put it that way. Uh, we both have not been in a, uh, you know, deep, serious, intimate relationship for all many years. Um, it, it's hard to summarize in a few seconds, but we did some things that got us both hurt and tried to talk it out, just couldn't, couldn't see each other's viewpoint at all. Everything would get twisted around. Finally decided, well, let's take a break 
you know, feel for a bit. Let's just be friends. Um, this is like after a three-hour conversation <laughs> on the phone. And so we went out last night. Um, and I, along the way, I've tried to share the principles, and that didn't fly at all. Um, yeah. You know, uh, any, so we went out last night, and, um, you know, it was – and I appreciated her effort, or not effort, but wanting to connect um, – even though it seemed a little soon, but um, she, at one point uh, after we were eating, she had a, seemed to, she said something about, um, well, you didn't eat much. Um, you know, if I had known you weren't, didn't have an appetite, I wouldn't have done this. And um, she, uh, you know, was, so I had to explain that I did enjoy it and I was hungry. Um, so, you know, it kind of became a little more tense. And there is always this thing of her feeling, needing to supposedly help me, but I feel like it's, I'm, you know, like he's saying, I, I, I'm being made, she knows what's right, and I'm being made wrong. Um, but she sees things in such a black and white way that it's really hard to, to get a meeting of minds, um, you know, or to talk things out. Um, it's like her way or the highway, pretty much. And that's been a real, a real sticking point. And you know, I understand she's had a lot, a very difficult background, uh, and she does, you know, really live in the present. But um, I, you know, separate separate realities. I can understand it, but how do I get back to a feeling of, you know, trust? And she doesn't really see. She doesn't want to support or be um, accepting of my. She would see that as accepting my insecurities to be supportive or understanding. You know, if I when I talked about the need for that, uh, she needs someone who is quote strong, doesn't let their thinking get in the way, and I'm always letting my thinking get in the way and you know ruining the relationship. So I'm under a lot of pressure to be very present and understand her point of view all the time. It, it seems like. Does that make any sense? <laughs> well, there's a lot. Well, thanks for sharing that. Uh appreciate that sharing. There's a lot that you covered. And so I want to make some points. And it isn't really because of, um, of uh, just trying to stay on one point. You shared a few things. So okay. um, the, the one thing that came to mind was... Um, um, well, several things came to mind. One was at the end here. You know, um, I hadn't thought of this at all, but you know, I just described to you how I thought in my life growing up, I kind of learned uh, to take us to, to live in that my way is the right way. And I was just thinking as you were talking, oh my God, you know, my wife uh, put up with that for many years. So she found some way to, 
you know, stay in a good feeling with me, even though I was in how light my way was until I realized I needed to change. So it can be done, and uh, it can be done receiving that from another person, that um, that kind of how right they are and how wrong you are. It can be done, and somehow my wife had some understanding. Um, but a couple of things. One is I would never uh, recommend a three-hour talk when there's been some difficulty to try to get the feeling back. It's I, I too know, much. And, but trying to yeah. get that point, trying to tell her that, yeah. just yeah. made made her it was made it worse. I couldn't. Yeah. Finally, so, you know, I mean, what do you? I couldn't say anything right. So even to get off the phone would be wrong. <laughs> There's a, it is a trap there. But the reason for that is because uh, for a couple to talk about something in which they're having a little difficulty, you've got to be in a feeling of goodwill. I know. For For the other person. So now, now. You have to get there. I'm talking about me too. You have to be the person to stay in goodwill. You can't have, you can't be thinking the other person has to be in goodwill. Because the minute you think the other person has to be in goodwill, you've left a little degree of your goodwill. You've left it. Because that's not the feeling of goodwill. That's the feeling of some judgment. Yeah. It's subtle. It's subtle. Okay. Okay. So I'm not talking about you, Eric. I'm using your points to just try to share something about separate reality. So right. don't don't take it as if I'm saying you should be better. But I want you I want people to see something here. I hold myself to the same thing. See, it's all about us. It's not about the other person. Understanding yeah. that I'm pointing to, the minute you start to think the other person should be better, you're gone. You don't have the understanding anymore at the depth yeah. you at the depth you need it. That's a yeah. big one. That's a big one. Because our egos there trying to say, well, wait a minute. Uh, I'm in goodwill. I'm really forcing myself to get into goodwill. I've listened to you for 15 minutes. You're not in goodwill yet. When are you going to get there? That's going to get you in <laughs> goodwill. And I've been there. Okay. So that's another way separate realities plays out. So if you haven't, so if you have the understanding, you are the one that has to be in goodwill because you have to see something, the, not the other person having to see something. I, I, I um, get that. Um, no, wait, wait. I, I'm, okay. I, I, yeah, I, I don't, there's, there's several things here, so I just want to share okay. with them and te te use them as teachable points. Um, um, now, Again, the minute we have a thinking that um, a, a person, we have to, the, the person wants us, the person always has to be right. 
we're missing it again too because we have to take care of that. It's coming from somewhere within the person, the other person. It's coming somewhere that um, they they sound like that. So maybe it's um, maybe what we need to see is that this person we have been in a relationship with is insecure. See, maybe they got into an insecure state of mind. So when people get into an insecure state of mind, they really want, they really force you to see their way. So again, we may need to see something that we're not able to see right now that would really help. Again, we're moving back to the understanding that we want to get ourselves into that will help. Um, lastly, lastly, um, you you don't want to take it on to tell somebody about the principles. You want to live your understanding of the principles. Again, Eric said a lot of things. I'm just picking up things to use as teachable points. I'm not at all sharing any just for Eric. I'm sharing for everybody. Um, There could be times when you might be in a good feeling space with your partner and want to share about what you're learning. But you don't want to teach people about the principles. You don't want to teach your uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, significant other about the principles. What you want to do is live them. And you want to live the understanding that we were talking about today. Um, until, Until you're invited to share. Like, um, um, when I went back to my clinic, you know, after having that insight and listening more to Sydney Banks and learning more and having more understanding from my colleagues, I didn't share anything about the principles. It wasn't until that colleague of mine came up and asked me what I was learning that I started to say uh, something about the principles. But I lived it. Now, I didn't go about it this way. This is after the fact I'm telling you what I think happened. I didn't think about, well, don't share the principles. uh, Just live your understanding. I didn't think that. I was just living, trying to keep my own understanding, you know, and not get caught up in my usual ways. I was doing my best to just try to live in the understanding. I wasn't thinking, well, don't talk about the principles. Later, I, I think that's what happened. When you try to tell somebody about the principles, what do you think they hear? If you're not in a place where they're open to hearing that, they're going to hear they're doing something wrong or you've got something better or you're right, even if you're gentle. Um, So you have to be very, very careful. Uh, But um, just like you share a good book you're reading, with with your partner, oh, I've been. I'm reading this novel. It's really great. You can say, "Hey, I'm reading this book about Sydney Banks. It's just wonderful." You know, I'm not saying don't ever share anything like that, but be careful about telling somebody about the principles. Okay, I'm not saying this about Eric, but I'm saying this about myself. Okay, 
because so I'm elaborating. Okay, so I learned this. Um, uh, again, I came home from a weekend seminar with uh, Sydney Banks in uh and I had, uh, and, uh, so I had a Saturday and a Sunday. And my son was like two years old at the time. So my wife was watching my son by herself. And I didn't realize it at the time. It was pretty generous to let me go a whole weekend to a seminar. That was all day. So I came home and I'm in this great mood and I could see that my wife's really stressed out, you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, tired and, and not in the mood I wanted her to be in. You get it? I'm not in the mood she, I, I'm not in the mood I was expecting when I came home from this beautiful seminar. And I think, oh, my wife should be in this beautiful state of mind, you know, we had this great connection. She was just the opposite. Well, no wonder she's taking care of a two-year-old all day long by herself, you know, and she's tired and a bit, frustrated and stressed and so I say to her um, you know what uh, it's just your thinking <laughs> well that didn't go over very well at all you know and I realized something I realized something about that and what I realized was uh, that was that was coming from my ego it wasn't coming from my true uh, wisdom to share with my wife these principles. It came from, again, my wanting to be right. You see, very subtly, like, well, she should be in a better mood than she's in, so let me get her there. You get that? So I saw that uh, later on, and... Um, you know, took care of things. And I learned, see, I learned from that. Once you're on the course of understanding the principles, you keep learning. And that's what I learned, you know. And so you have to be very, very careful when you're going to a significant other and you feel compelled to talk about the principles. You want to see where's that really coming from, first of all. Um, again, so again, if you want to talk with your significant other uh, about differences, you have to be in goodwill. You have to be in a deep understanding and want to get to know them. And the minute you fluctuate from that, you, you got to stop. If your significant other doesn't stop, well, you've got to. And you got to write it out until... It eases up and then see what your wisdom helps you to do and not give up. So one last thing before I stop. I know I've shared a lot, but but Eric, and I thank you, Eric, for sharing so much about yourself. To me, brought up a number of teachable points. Couples don't see that when it comes to saying we need some time, we need some separate time. What they really need is separate time in their minds. They need time for themselves to get their minds quiet again, rather than overthinking each other. And couples don't see that, so they think it, they need physical separation time. But all they really need is 
time to get their thinking settled so they can find understanding again. Now, you don't look at your significant other getting the points I just shared. You get the points I just shared. I, me, I hold myself to those points more and more, you see. And that's what you do. But this idea of needing physical separateness to get space, um, it doesn't work. If you're out there separate from one another and you keep thinking how long your partner is, you're not getting any space, you get it? But so that's why you need, all you really need is time away in your mind. So you you want to get your understanding back. Well, anyhow, again, thanks, uh, Lynn, and uh, thanks, Eric, for sharing so much. I hope this was helpful to you. Um, a recording is usually sent out to all of you who are getting the mailings that I'm having a teleseminar. But if you want to check it out for yourself, go to my website www.3principlesinstitute.org. Click on the Teleseminar tab and you can download or you can listen to any of the past Teleseminars as well as this one. So I hope it was helpful to you. Um, you can also email me at Dr. Dr. Mark Howard at comcast.net um, great having all of you Just it's just so good to see so many of you uh, interested in the principles and learning something about them keep looking to Sydney Banks and have a great uh, month and we'll talk again in October alright everybody take care and great having you on the call bye the conference is now completed. Goodbye.